On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, finally, we've gotten to the weekend. I don't know about you, but not leading the show yesterday with NFL was really, really, really weird. But I do think there is a legitimate discussion to be had. Uh, which which fan base that's going to go out and see their team at home this weekend has the chance to be the most crushed? Ken Levick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3. We are on the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights running things, keeping us on task until 2 o'clock from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the overcast and rainy yet warm intracoastal. All right. Uh, so let's go through what we have this weekend in the NFL. And I know that Evan just made his picks. Uh, let's uh, reset the uh, the NFL schedule for you as we get into the divisional round. And as Jeanette correctly pointed out, it's divisional round, 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 round. I thought that it was going to be dynamic divisional round. Didn't roll off the tongue real well. Uh, all right. So tomorrow, you've got the Bengals at the Titans in Nashville. You've got the 49ers at Lambeau against the Packers. You have Tampa Bay hosting the Rams on Sunday, and you have the Chiefs playing host to Buffalo on Sunday evening. So your home teams, the Titans, the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Chiefs. This is the time of year in the playoffs where this is where it feels like you can get tight. This is where it feels like you either are a contender or a pretender. This is where you know if your team has a chance. I think we can all agree that we believe that the Titans are one of the weaker, at the very least, one of the most vulnerable one seeds we have seen in several years coming off a bye in the NFL playoffs. Even going back to when there were two teams that had an opening round bye, it feels like the Titans are vulnerable. And one of the reasons that is is because they don't have an all-world quarterback. Ryan Tannehill's just a guy. We know that here in South Florida. We spent seven seasons seeing that Ryan Tannehill is just a guy. He's not special, but he's good enough for that team. The thing about the Titans is that the defense is good, but is it great? No. Is Ryan Tannehill good? Sure. Derrick Henry's great. And they haven't had Derrick Henry. They are going to have Derrick Henry. But what kind of Derrick Henry are they going to have against the Bengals? The Titans are there to be picked off. Here's the issue, though, with me. Is that if it was a different team, if it was either Buffalo or Kansas City that was going to Nashville, I think it would be a no-brainer. The Titans are going down. But just because the Bengals make you feel good doesn't mean that they're capable of pulling off the upset. Not yet. Not yet. Now, don't tell that to Keyshawn Johnson 
Keyshawn Johnson, who you hear with Max Kellerman and Jay Will every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Keyshawn Johnson, he's, uh, he's feeling good about the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen to him this morning handicapping this divisional round game between Cincinnati and Tennessee. I'm taking Burrow and Chase. I'm not even thinking about it. This is a matchup made in heaven. Two guys that went to LSU together. They've just been phenomenal. People tried to tell me, and I wouldn't listen, that they were going to light up the scoreboard in the National Football League. But I was wrong. Now I'm right because I'm picking them. Okay. So it, am, I, am I mistaken or I just hear Keyshawn Johnson, the reason he's taking the Bengals over the Titans is because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played with one another in college. At LSU. That, my friends, is the type of breakdown you're getting 6 to 10 a.m. every day here on ESPN 106.3. The Bengals will win because their quarterback and top receiver played with one another in college. Okay. But it doesn't change the fact, yeah, Cincinnati's a good team. The Bengals are a good team. Joe Burrow, awesome. Jamar Chase, even more awesomer. Makes Joe Burrow awesome. But I just don't know if there's enough there. Just because the Bengals make you feel good, just because the Bengals are cute, doesn't mean that they're capable of going in against a Tennessee team that, yeah, they seem vulnerable, but this isn't their their first go-around in a pressure playoff moment. This isn't their first go-around deep into a postseason. Mike Vrabel knows what he's doing. Ryan Tannehill, man, it pains me to say this as a Dolphins guy. Ryan Tannehill knows what he's doing. Derrick Henry knows what he's doing. A.J. Brown, dynamic. The defense, good enough. If it was the Bills or the Chiefs, I'd say, yep, see you later, Titans. One seed, done. But because it's the Bengals, Tennessee is going to live to see another week. They're safe as a home team. I think the, 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 the Titans are safe as a home team. Then you go to the 49ers and the Packers. This is going to be tight. This is going to be problematic. This is going to be an issue for Aaron Rodgers and company. But if you're telling me that the two X factors are Aaron Rodgers against Jimmy Garoppolo, you know who I'm going with. I know Debo Samuel has been the most dynamic individual weapon in the NFL, arguably this season, the guy who can do everything on offense. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that offense is clicking. It's full cylinder, man. Devontae Adams offsets what Debo Samuel's bringing. Is it going to be easy? No. But does it feel like the Packers hold serve and at least get back to the NFC Championship game? Yeah. It sort of feels like it. It sort of feels like it. Then we go to Tampa, Tampa and the Rams. And I think it's easy to fall into this trap here. I think it seems sexy for the Rams to go into Tampa and beat Tom Brady. But let's not forget, if we didn't see the Rams beat up on the Cardinals the way they did, you know what we'd still be saying about L.A.? You know what we'd still be saying about the Rams? Man, Matt Stafford really likes to throw it to the other team. This is still the same Matt Stafford. This is Matt Stafford that, yeah, he won his first playoff game, but now he's going on the road. Matt Stafford on the road against the defending champs, traveling 3,000 miles to do it, that makes me wildly uncomfortable about picking an upset. That doesn't make me feel good. Matt Stafford 
on the road in the playoffs. Uh-uh. Not against that Bucks team. Even if they are shorthanded. Even if they're banged up offensively. Even if they have problems in the receiving core. Give me Brady. Give me the Bucks. Give me the acumen. Give me the championship knowledge there. And that brings us to the Chiefs and Buffalo. There's a reason that this is the tightest line of any of the games this weekend in the NFL. Vegas knows it. We know it. Common sense dictates. The Bills could quite possibly be, to me, when they're on the most complete team left in the postseason. Josh Allen, he can play in any condition. He's been in an AFC championship game against this team that they're playing. And I think most of us can agree Kansas City of last year at this time, a little bit different, a little bit more explosive than Kansas City at this time this year. The Chiefs have figured it out, and they've turned it around. Evan Cohen said it, though, at 11.55. It's still a Kansas City team that won 11 games in the regular season. This is not insurmountable. And the Bills, what a pick-me-up that was last week. Not to just beat the Patriots, but to embarrass the Patriots. To make an example of the Patriots. To make sure that Patriots fans knew you're no longer the top of the AFC East. You're no longer the class of the division. That's us. There is no team constructed better and more capable of going on the road and picking up a win in this divisional round than Buffalo is going in and humbling Patrick Mahomes. Again, Is it going to be close? Absolutely. Is it going to be a war? For sure. And I don't think that you can look at last year and say, ah, the Bills are inspired because of what happened at Arrowhead a season ago. No, that's overrated, I think. But the fact that they were there is significant. And the fact it's against this team is significant. And now the moment's not too big for the Bills. Because they've been there. Because they understand. Because it is in the same Kansas City team, this really feels like the Bills have a date in the AFC Championship game. The Bills are a better team than the Chiefs. If the Bills play like the Bills, they are better than Kansas City. Both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, they move on to the AFC title game. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to hold serve. But let's talk about these home teams. Tennessee, Green Bay, the Buccaneers, and the Chiefs. All of these teams are going to be in a battle. I don't foresee foresee any of these games getting away into blowout territory, except maybe the Buccaneers and the Rams. I think the Buccaneers have the best chance to hold serve this weekend against the Rams. Even coming off of an emphatic home playoff win, Matt Stafford finally getting that first postseason victory. I think the Buccaneers have the best chance of pulling away and having a fairly comfortable home playoff win. The Buccaneers, to me, have the best chance to hold serve. Which home team this weekend has the best chance to hold serve in the NFL playoffs? The Titans, the Packers, the Buccaneers, or the Chiefs? I'm going Bucks. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Again, 
3776. Which home team this weekend has the best chance to hold serve? It's the Buccaneers. I actually don't even think it's it's much of a debate here. The Titans, sure, they're the one seed, but again, they seem like a flimsy one seed. Because you don't know what Derrick Henry is going to be there coming off of the injury. If it's anything like Cam Akers with L.A., then okay. Then they're a much more solid-feeling one seed. But if you're talking about one seeds, the Packers or the Titans, yeah, the more superior one seed is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. The Packers, there's intrigue here because there's a contingent rooting against Aaron Rodgers. And there's the intrigue because Aaron Rodgers hasn't put together the ultimate postseason in over a decade at this point. And it provides for some damn good sports talk radio banter on Monday if the Packers go down. I mean, there's some praying going on. There's some bad karma attempting to be sent the Packers' way because people want to see Aaron Rodgers go down. People want to see the Packers go down. Want to know why? It's good for business. It's good for drama. It's good for discussion purposes. It's outstanding for debate. Stephen A., he wants to yell about it Monday. The Chiefs, I kind of feel like that's a little bit uneasy. I think they have the home team with the worst opportunity to hold serve. They have the worst matchup. They're the home team with the worst matchup in the playoffs this weekend. But then there's the Bucks. I do not, I unequivocally do not trust Matt Stafford on the road in the playoffs. Mm-mm. Odell's on a roll. Great. Cam Akers, he's a freak of nature. Fine. The defense is good. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald wants to eat you. I, I know. I understand. I get it. But I don't like them on the road against the defending champions. Injured or not, Tampa Bay, I think, has the best chance to win by two scores and go on to the NFC Championship game. Which home team in the playoffs has the best chance to hold serve? Which home team, NFL divisional round, has the best chance to hold serve and move on to the conference championship game? Home team with the best chance. Is it the Titans, the Packers, the Buccaneers, or the Chiefs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Stone, when I'm going through these, these four games here, uh, I just... How can you deny Brady and the Bucks? Because the Rams, while they looked good against the Cardinals, things, things really seem popsicle stick construction at times with the Rams. And we talked about legacy. And your point yesterday was, uh, or two days ago, Matt Stafford, he's the one who has the pressure on him because this is a Rams team that's sort of, they, they've gone all in. This is the postseason. they got to get it done because you don't know how long you're actually going to have this window to compete if you're the Rams. I think the pressure and going against the Buccaneers in this spot on the road, that's going to be way too much for the Rams to overcome. That's why I'm, I'm feeling downright comfortable that the Buccaneers win at home. And I think you should. When I try to find reasons to go against the Bucs, I can't find any. I feel like if you're a Rams fan or anybody who wants the Rams to win, you're just kind of hoping and praying. There's like a fingers crossed There's type like a of fingers mindset. crossed type of mindset. Exactly. Like you mentioned you don't trust Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. What in the past has yeah. shown us there, to trust him in the playoffs? Right. There's no body of work where you say, ah, oh, yeah, Matt Stafford should be fine. He'll overcome that. So you're just hoping and praying. And if you're hoping and praying against Brady, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not in good shape. So I want to disagree with you because I would love to see L.A. play well and it be like an offensive battle and Stafford and Brady kind of go at it. 
but yeah, I mean, if he throws a pick in that first quarter and, and Tampa Bay goes up 14 love, I mean, I don't know how they get out of that hole. Now, as far as the home team that you're you're most concerned about, like for me, it's Kansas City, strictly because the Bills, I think, are the best team remaining in the AFC. So how can I argue with that? Even if they're going on the road, I think the Bills have the best chance of a home upset. But it's tricky. It's tough because this is the same team that's been to back-to-back Super Bowls that they're going against. It's very disrespectful and almost dismissive of me to be picking and singling out the Chiefs as the home team that I think is most likely to be picked off. Totally. I, in my opinion, I think the Chiefs are the best by-the-dip spot. I mean, all season long. How is that? By the dip, when when it goes low, when the stocks go low, you buy low and you sell high. Oh, okay. I, I like your financial outlook on that. The Chiefs are just a team right now that aren't getting the respect. Hence, you know, you kind of dismiss them. I do. I do. It's. I, I feel like it's going to come back to burn me, right? Like, this is going to be a classic situation where I come here Monday and I have to play this exchange and relive my uh, my shame picking against the Chiefs. But I can't deny what the Bills are. I love the fact that you said they have a date with the AFC Championship. I think it's like destiny. Like, if they don't get over the hump now, when do they is what we're going to be talking about. So I think they can do it right now. I agree with you on that. There is a lot on the line here for the Bills. There's a lot. If they can't get to the AFC Championship game again, and I know that there's, there's youth on that team, but an offensive line doesn't last forever, Uh, especially with some of the veterans they have along the line. When do we, if the Bills fall short, and again, I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I think they at least have the best chance of a road win in this postseason. But if the Bills don't win, do we start having the legitimate conversation, is this going to happen for the Bills? Because then we start thinking, oh, well, this Bills organization, four straight Super Bowls, never won a title. It's just just sort of, even though there's no reason to connect the two, it was 30 years ago, there should be no reason to connect the two, but you start to have a little bit of questions about, do the Bills have enough? Do they have enough exactly. to, to ever win the AFC, to get to the Super Bowl? And think about it. This is only, with this group, this is only really playoff appearance number three for this core group uh, in wow. Buffalo. But this is playoff appearance number two consecutively now for what we know the Bills as, which is, AFC East champion, which is a sexy pick to win a Super Bowl. When they're backing in after a tight win over the Dolphins and going to Jacksonville to get clobbered four years ago, that was like a a backing in, fine, feel-good story, LaShawn McCoy, good season, thumbs up. But this is Bills. We think they're the best team in the AFC. Can they prove it? They have to prove something. It's time for them to prove what we believe they've done and that's ascend to that next level. Right. We're getting a sense that the Patriots just passed them the torch in the AFC East. Yeah. So, so now what's next? So what's the, next? Yeah, that torch has been passed. So right. But that's not going to be good enough ultimately. It's not going to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that torch got passed, and that raises the expectations a little bit. Yeah. Now that you, are, you have established yourself as the Patriots killer, you've consistently done it now. You got to go somewhere else with the talk in the locker room, and and I can tell you this firsthand is you know that wasn't our goal, guys. Our goal was to not just beat the Patriots and you know lead the AFC East. Our goal is to do bigger things. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to go to an AFC Championship. Our goal is to win a Super Bowl. They are not caring or talking about anymore beating the Patriots. So I, I know how that locker room. They have bigger goals. They have higher expectations. It's for just tough if you're the Bills. We're having a much different conversation if they're taking on the Titans because you say yeah. They're, I think they're absolutely going to get past Tennessee and set up that matchup with Mahomes. 
they get Mahomes in the divisional round. And that inherently is uh, a more daunting opposition. There's obviously last year falling to them in the AFC Championship game, and there's the fact you get them now, and you could very well not accomplish even getting back to the AFC title game. Exactly. So all of these things add up to a little bit of pressure, a little bit of tension there with the Bills. But again, they're best suited to pick up a road win in these playoffs. When we're talking home teams, though, who has the best chance to hold serve? We've talked about We think KC has the worst chance. Who has the best chance to hold serve, though, and advance on to the conference championship this weekend of the four games? Tennessee, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Give me Brady. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. That's at ESPN West Palm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. There's no better home game out there than the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, also, because you can not only take classes on campus in Boca, but you can do it from literally your own home remote learning remote classes with the fau mba sport management program all of it adds up to getting your mba in sport management and becoming extremely professionally attractive to the sports industry countless examples of those who have gotten their mba in sport management at florida atlantic and boom you have a job in sports dream realized it's as simple as that log on fau.edu slash mba sport that's fau edu slash mba sport get the information sign up for classes now summer and fall 2022 spots are available to take dr jim reardon's course and get your mba in sport management and start your career in the sports industry fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport we're finally here Playoff football is just over 24 hours away the divisional round which home team has the best chance to advance on. Which home team has the best chance of winning holding serve this weekend? The Titans, the Packers, the Buccaneers, or the Chiefs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. <laughs> I just feel good about the Bucks. I feel good about Tampa Bay, and I know I'm not saying anything novel. Ah, give me Brady in the playoffs. I know, what a shocking take on my end. But I, I truly think that Tampa Bay has the best chance of pulling away, having a pretty easy win, and uh, going on to the NFC Championship game. Now, who they face is an entirely different question. I think the Packers hang on. I think... The NFC Championship game is at Lambeau again, I think. But why do I keep going back to these question marks? Why does it seem so dicey all the time when it comes to Rodgers and company? I fall into that trap where I just don't trust him, though I don't think it's Air Rodgers' fault necessarily that they've fallen short so many times of going back to the Super Bowl. Which home team in the NFL playoffs this weekend has the best chance to hold serve? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, and again, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Which home team has the best chance to hold serve? Now, Damian Woody 
was on uh, uh, with, uh, w- 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 with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will and Max Kellerman this morning, and uh, he was discussing uh, the, the NFL playoffs, and, and it, this, I thought, was at least something to think about. Here's Damian Woody. This is a heavyweight bout right here. Two teams, very talented on both sides of the ball, two elite quarterbacks, skilled position players all littered all over the field. And I think from the Chiefs' perspective, they got to contain Josh Allen. Josh Allen might be the most special quarterback in the National Football League, both with his arm and using his legs. They design runs for Josh Allen. And so when he gets outside the pocket, man, he makes special things happen. So containing Josh Allen in the pocket to me, is going to be paramount for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this is definitely, I agree with him, this is definitely the heavyweight bout of the divisional run. But that also is such a, and, and while the, the, the Chiefs have the best chance of being picked off of all the home teams, I think, that's such a disadvantage for the Bills because now there's so many expectations. No road team is going to have more expectations than the Bills. And there's a couple of reasons. There's a, a couple of layers to this. It's because the Bills are beloved now. The Bills... I think if you took a poll, the majority of America wants Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. Barstool has adopted them. Everybody sees Buffalo fans throwing themselves through tables. Josh Allen is just this big old dump truck of a quarterback uh, that that people enjoy watching plow over defenders or throw the ball 75 yards. Like They're fun. They haven't been there in an awful long time. That increases the appeal, but it also inherently puts the pressure on them big time. Bills fans, I've got to think right now, are a mix of confident but also concerned. It seems like things were too easy last week. And you're taking on the team that you're trying to vanquish, the team that beat you in the AFC title game, and you're doing it in the divisional round. You may end up falling short of where you ended up. And that would be difficult to swallow, but all the hype now is on Josh Allen. There's so much hype around the Bills. That's why it's, it's as a fan, if you're a fan of the Bills, how one, how weird is that, that your team has become the favorite? Your team is the one that everybody's rallied around. And two, to have legitimate expectations to the point where if the Bills don't win, it's going to be disappointing on the road in the playoffs. Uh, that, I don't know. I just know as a Bills fan, I would, I wouldn't feel great about it. I would feel a little uneasy about it, but I'm also a pessimist. I'm also a cynic when it comes to that. Like when you have a dope like me jumping on the air and saying, yeah, yeah, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. Best chance to beat a, beat a home team in the playoffs. I don't know. It's, it, it, it is really like, that's, that's Tom Brady Patriot stuff. Like the expectation of, yeah, yeah, they're going to go on the road and get the job done. Brady didn't always get it done. These are the the back-to-back AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs, where I'm just like, yeah, the Bills got them. Bills have the best chance of winning on the road. Times have changed. Times have absolutely changed. Which home team has the best chance to hold serve? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, I found something interesting here, Stone. Uh, For the win, uh, it had a, a... an interesting opinion piece that they put out uh, last night. And I want to read it because I, at first I said, okay, 
I, I, I get it. That works for me. But then, uh, I actually don't know if this is an apt comparison. Let me read this from Robert Zaglinski for the win. The headline is Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen, the modern answer to Brady and Manning. Early 2000s America was quite the terrifying place. Popped collars and cuffed jeans often glittered were considered trendy and even cool by the nation's youth. Thanks to the ubiquitousness of a wave of boy bands, highlights in your hair were not only the very peak of accessorizing your hair, they were actually mandatory. NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys were never more influential. Before it became a pillar that helped erode the world's social fabric, Facebook was just a somewhat convenient way to keep in touch with friends and family and share photos from your life. But only if you could figure out how to upload them in your computer with dial-up internet. Now, it was also all about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the NFL, in the sports world. It didn't matter that a quarterback couldn't directly influence another quarterback's performance, save for making them chase a lead. Everyone knew these were all-time greats before they could be canonized, pilloried, and debated about ad nauseum. It is still the only pro football quarterback rivalry to have its own distinct Wikipedia page. That's what happens when you meet in the playoffs five times from 2001 to 2015. Brady versus Manning. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you the new Brady versus Manning, the new quarterback head-to-head, Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen. As the leader of an arguably the league's best team over the last half decade, the 26-year-old Mahomes already has a lavish throw all to himself. Not only have his Chiefs played in every AFC championship game since he became a full-time starter in 2018, it's a total shock to the system when he only slightly lights up a hapless defense. That's opposed to making them rebuild from scratch right then and there. We might as well coin it the Mahomes effect. Mahomes has been so good and so fast through just four full seasons as a starter that it's been hard to imagine any relevant challenger upending Kansas City so long as he's healthy while he unleashes bombs and darts to Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, respectively. That is, until now, enter Josh Allen. Oh, wait, you've already met, and you seem pretty similar. Take it from former Chiefs, now current center Mitch Morris, who played with both and called them consummate leaders. And so the gist of this is that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to be the new Brady and Manning. This is the best quarterback head-to-head now in the NFL. It makes sense, but I also think we hardly have the sample size. I definitely don't think we've seen enough of these two, nor know the actual trajectory of the Bills for us to say that Mahomes and Allen are the new Brady and Manning. As this piece said, they matched up five different occasions. We're talking high-stakes divisional round and AFC championship games. We are not there yet with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Is it sexy? Sure. Is this the great quarterback rivalry in the NFL? I don't know. I honestly would take Rodgers and Brady as the best quarterback rivalry over Mahomes and Allen. What is the best head-to-head quarterback rivalry right now in the NFL? And in fact, we can even open it up to all sports. What's the best player versus player head-to-head right now in sports? Is it Mahomes and Allen? Two young stud quarterbacks? Is it the old men, Rodgers and Brady? What about in the NBA? Steph versus KD, but it's weird because they're in different conferences now. 